Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Experiment you did to see if you could still see it or do an auto rotation mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. It's pretty fun. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey guys, and we want to welcome Eric on the show and his two sons, David and James. Hey, hi, hi. Hey, hey how's it going, guys? <laughs> All right, so this is episode number 158. We're bringing back the Listener Series. Listener Series, volume 16, with Eric Bertram and Sons. All right. Yeah. So as uh, folks probably noticed by now, uh, Kevin could not make today's episode. He was uh, called into work and had to make some money so he could buy some more helicopter parts. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so let's catch up with everyone's week. Andy, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Uh, I didn't fly any last week or over the weekend. I didn't simulate anything, but I did <laughs> get my protos put back together. Okay, good. And I got the engine put in the N556. Nice. Did you start that up yet? or? Uh, no, I haven't started it. I, did, I flew the protos on Monday, put okay. uh, three, or, three or four flights on that, and I forgot how awesome a 700 electric flies. Oh, yeah. How much power I got? Yeah, it's just unlimited power and just super awesome. Yeah, I've kind of forgotten because it had it. been five months since I've flown one. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. So I've got it all ready to go. And uh, I, I haven't started the, the Nitro yet. I'll probably do that tomorrow. Put a uh, couple flights on it to seat the ring. And it'll yep. be good to go. Um, but other than that, I've just been hanging out. So what yeah. about you, Steve? Yeah, I got to take a no-fly for this week, too. Um, I did plan on going to South Jersey, meeting up with uh, Rob and a whole bunch of guys down there. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, note to myself, uh, don't get your wife drunk the night before. <laughs> oh. So she was pretty hungover, so I had to kind of watch the kids. Uh, yeah, you know, so I couldn't go. So I, I, you know, I did myself in with that one, huh? It looked um, kind of snowy up there. Was it? I mean, they had snow it... on the ground, but it was just cold. It wasn't okay, like cool. it wasn't snowing. Okay, um, nice. I did hear it was a little some some mishaps with uh, with uh, a heater, one of those like Mister Heater heaters or whatever, yeah. or Buddy yeah. heaters, whatever they call. Um, I heard there was a little mishap with that. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail without getting more facts first. Okay. But, um, you know, fire was screamed out and a fire extinguisher <laughs> was, you know, ran too. So, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, did someone catch on fire? Because that would be exciting. Yeah, I don't know if someone did or if the back of a truck <laughs> a did or maybe, maybe uh, you know, a pop-up canopy thingy. I don't know. I don't know. I got to get more info. Okay. I don't want to, you know. I we wanted, need to investigate this. I need to investigate further, yeah. But um, <laughs> beyond that, uh, you know, I really haven't done anything really in the hobby. It's more of just like since I'm watching the kids, I was like, I guess it's time to check some stuff off that honey-do list, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, so I ended up working on uh, the kitchen sink and uh, the dishwasher and stuff, again. some some things okay. that are long overdue fixed. Well, it's the right time of year for the honey-do list. Get all that stuff done, and then summer you'll be free. yeah. Right, that's how it works, right? I I, I think so. Right? Okay, now, isn't that like brownie points, wife points, yeah, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. The list so. never gets longer, so you shouldn't have to worry about that. We're we're still new homeowners, so the the list is pretty long. (laughs) There's all these things that we want to do. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, how about you, Eric? What what have your last couple of weeks been? I was gonna let James start on how our last couple of weeks was because he got some exciting news. Oh yeah. All right, go for it. I flew a. We got a new good Christmas present. V nine hundred. Yeah, I got a V nine hundred and I flew it. Yep. Wow. Yeah, this is this is a six year old flying a hundred mile per hour airplane. Yeah. No, no problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's those great. things are fast. Yeah, we're flying it on three S right now, but I think he's going to be ready for four S before too long. A little bit of it, I was flying on normally 50, 50 miles per hour, but but some towards the end, I was at hundred miles per hour. Yeah, he was going full throttle. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Dave, what about you? You got a a new night radium we've been playing with. Yeah. Yeah, these kids have been getting to stay up late kind of a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we got and we got new skateboards and we uh, we're, we're trying stuff related to RC, David. That kind of stuff. That's cool. I love skateboarding. I used to skateboard when I was a kid too. Yeah, these guys are in big trouble at the skate park. Tell oh, them yeah? about the night but tell them about the night radium. It has lights on the way <clears throat> on the wings and on and, and, it, and it has a motor so it can glide up into the air and come back. And then when it comes back, and then you can go up and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down, mm-hmm. and down over and over mm-hmm. again. Nice. That's the way I yeah, fly mine. Yeah, we heard we heard Kevin's review and we had to have one. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, the problem with the night rating is I I didn't figure out where I was gonna like where I was gonna store it. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of large. The helicopters are a lot easier to put on the wall. Yeah, I mean, you take the wings off, and I just like lay the wings against the wall, and then uh, the fuselage out against the wall, like nose down, tail up. And it's, you know, you can hang it, kind of, you know, pack it in the corner. It's not too yeah, my, my hobby room is like a it's a it's a study in the middle of the house with like a double glass door, mm-hmm. and so I try to keep it looking reasonably tidy. I don't think sure. my wife appreciates having stuff just laying all over the floor, so. It, it might go in the room on the wall in the kids' room or something since it's their plane anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I uh, David is supposed to have a new Blade 230 SV2 to fly, but somebody accidentally hit throttle hold and cratered it into the ground. And of course, Horizon has got repairs on on back order. I sent you accidentally sent you the the first order of spares, which had everything we needed. And then when I repeated the order, two or three of those parts were on back order, so we got like half of what we need to fix that in heli. Oh no. So, so that's fun. Um, let's see what else we've been doing. I've I've got a just put a new Hobby Wing ESC in my 770, and that thing uh, that had a, like a Castle 120. Some guy that's just a sport pilot built it, so it was it was really good for like for for learning and forcing myself to fly slow. But I outgrew it, so it's right. got a, it's got a Hobby Wing 200 in it now. I got that done this week. Um, I think that's about it. That's what we've been up to as far as RC goes. Uh, oh, James has a a precision aerobatics uh, XR sixty one mm-hmm. that I'm I'm wrapping up. I need to put the rudder pull pull system in, and it'll be it'll be ready to go. So I got that almost finished this week. Oh, sweet! Yeah, yeah. Nice. Been, been a busy week. Busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Nice, awesome. Okay, so let's kind of go right into the main topic, and uh, we'll get to know you a little more, you and your sons. So first of all, where are you guys located? We're in Houston, Texas. We're actually uh, everybody around here says Houston because people from far away. 
Uh, no Houston, but if if you if you know the area a little bit, we're in Humble. We're between Humble and Huffman, just off the south uh, southwest corner of Lake Houston. Nice. That means my joke worked. Houston, we have yes. a problem. <laughs> yes, perfect. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean that's fine. Like the Houston area, you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, so, how long have you been in a hobby? And then, like, how long have your kids been in a hobby? Uh, well, I mean, I got my first. Uh, if, if you call the hobby in a broad sense remote control, I got my yeah. first RC10 when I was like eight. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the old copper tub version, that dude still runs fine. Yeah. Um, believe it or not. Yeah, I wish and, I could uh, the, mine. Mm-hmm. The, the boys, we started late 2014. So it's been uh, yeah. three, three, three and a half years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. So I know you fly helis. Do you also fly planes? I do. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't really care for for planes at all and i still don't much but um it keeps the kids interested so for 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 me my my job is to sacrifice and, and raise my kids and keep them interested in good good activities that aren't mind-numbing and worthless so if they want to fly planes i'm going to fly planes and that's what we do a lot nice yeah it's fun hey. to have a mix of everything mm-hmm. nah. <laughs> <laughs> how about multi-rotors any quads uh, we, we dabbled in it. We didn't care for it really. Okay. I, I think to, to, to do it right, like racing FPV or something is just, it's, it's a third genre. It's too much of an investment right now. And I don't, no, nobody seems particularly interested in it either. Mm-hmm. We, we bought it. We bought the little blade. It's like the Inductrix FPV mm-hmm. plus maybe the little red one, yeah. but, but the, the screen that it came with was, it's too crummy. The, the, uh, the perspective is all screwed up in the edges and you can't really, see your attitude very well at the top and bottom of the screen. So it's, you know, it's like, Oh, where's the ground? Where's the ground? And you smack into the ground. Yeah. It's more of so a guess until you get the feel for it. I, but i tell you what I, what I did use it for uh, when I f- first started flying helis, I used it a lot uh, in just in the living room just to work on orientations, right? I would fly nose out, nose right, nose r- left and nose mm-hmm. in and just make sure that I could hover that dude. And one, like, you know, I put, put together like a uh, couple of big Amazon boxes and make sure that I could stay over those boxes and, and yeah. all those orientations and that was a really inexpensive way to, to learn how to do that yeah just for to, sure just just to get your brain to wire up yeah yeah cheaper nice. than a sim awesome uh so what got you interested in the hobby like what you know what was it about the hobby that you liked uh well I mean, as a kid my my dad showed up with an rc10 and that was that that was oh, like okay. that was like a 10-year love affair uh, <laughs> you know until until i got out of the house and started having to buy my own spares i did that just constantly, uh, just when, when just lost interest, you know, discovered girls in college and, sure. um, career and all that stuff. Uh, when David, so I, I guess we should mention, uh, maybe early that David, my son, David was diagnosed with cancer at, at, at just, just slightly over three years of age. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, we were having a real difficult time as a family because he was in, sure. in and out, of, in and out of the hospital three, four times a week. I was having to hold down a day, a day job. I couldn't be there during the day a lot, so I was working till four in the morning. And I was tired a lot, and we—I was just looking, kind of aggressively for things that we could do together that did not involve letting a screen babysit my children. You know, I didn't—I didn't want them sitting all day in front of a video game or a TV. Uh, and remote control was kind of an obvious thing. There's a, a really great hobby shop, and I put a link if you guys want to put it in the show notes. I put a bunch of them actually, but there's a really great hobby shop called Mike's Hobby Shop in Porter just north of Houston that still has a really, really good, well-maintained dirt track. Nice. So we went and bought a slash four by four and went up there and 
shredded with that thing until we broke every part in it. And then we got a summit. We wound up with like five or six trucks mm-hmm. all, the way, all the way up to an X max. And then we started with the Indy cars and, you know, I, I didn't feel real safe with the two and three year old letting them fly yet. So yeah. we did cars for a couple of years. We, we got to the point where we would take like three trucks and eight or eight or nine extra battery packs and like go hiking three or four miles through Sam Houston state park and just like drive those things up and down the trails and splash the puddles and do rock crawling with them and just get into every kind of trouble we could. Nice. And uh, I'll tell you the extra battery packs. If you ever go do that with your kids, you do not want to be carrying as the daddy an X max and a slash (laughs) and a summit with your Four, three and four year old kids who are not strong enough to carry those things for two miles, three miles. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I learned, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> and of course, it was X Max. That thing is humongous. Yeah, it was, it was a yeah. hundred and four degree summer day and ninety eight percent humidity. It was just, it was super fun, super fun. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Wait, how long, how long have we been doing? How long have we been doing heli, helis, guys? Since the beginning of last year, yeah, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So I, I started doing helis. I, I remember. Um, Alan Zabo Jr.'s video of uh, it was insane RC helicopter something from like 2004. I don't remember how long ago it was. It was is the one where they where he gets ready to fly and his buddy's like, "Is that the supermotor?" He's like, "Yeah, it's the supermotor." And uh, <laughs> it, it, I, he, when he did that thing, I was like, "I was like, okay, where, where's the Photoshop guy? You've got to be yeah. kidding! This is impossible." And of course, we all know now that that's perfectly possible. But that that just stuck in my brain, and when I finally when we finally got through with the cancer treatment and everybody started getting bored with the trucks, I went, oh, these kids are four and five now. Mm-hmm. It's time to, it's time to do some flying. So we bought, we started, we got the little blade, the Inductrix and the couple, the FPV plus. And then we bought a blade 200 S, which is a really great little helicopter. If you have kids, because it's the, the disc energy is not so high. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's fixed pitch, which, you know, David can tell you how much he likes that. Not very much, because it takes a minute to get to bring it down the land. Yeah, it's really hard to land, and it's That's hard to true. take off. Right, it takes it doesn't just jump off the ground, so it yeah. tends to catch on the grass. Yeah, you have to spit up and then give it a ton of energy to get it up off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't do it right, you the the pop, the little things on the bottom get stuck in in the grass, and it flips over, and you have to kill the engine to go pick it up. And set it back down. Yeah, but it but it does have the beginner mode, right? The the self leveling yeah. mode. So I, I really like that. Even James is able to right. James was able to put around with that thing. Yeah. You just take it off and mash the stick, and it goes one way or the other. And if you let go of the sticks, then mm-hmm. generally speaking, it doesn't crash. So yeah. it was a nice, uh, good for orientations and and just getting the children interested in the hobby. And uh, we, we still have that thing. We still fly it on occasion. We take it to fun flies for the kids to fly. Yeah, the, the 230S is supposed to replace that thing, but of course, <laughs> being the genius that I am. <laughs> so, uh, and then I, I wound up like really early with a bunch of goblins, really early. Like I, I, my first flight ever on a helicopter was December 15th, 2017. And in February, I had three goblins. I had a 500 to 630 and a uh, 700 Cal Stacy. Nice. Which is it's, it's been I had no business trying to fly those helicopters and did not for a long time. But there was a there's a, a hobby shop in Willis called New Creations RC uh, that's uh, really really great. It's one of like the last few actual hobby shops where people know what they're doing and have helis and planes and the full you know, everything and in inventory and parts support and all that stuff. 
that there's a farmer up there who, who I guess he told his wife he was going to buy these helicopters to and put cameras in him to survey his land. That was, okay. he, he, and he's a self, a self-professed member of the more money than brains club. Sure. So he bought, he bought this like five, $6,000 worth of goblin helicopters and had somebody professionally build them. Um, and immediately crashed all three of them, <laughs> yep. which is which is exactly what you'd expect, right? Yep. So he he decided this wasn't for him. He had them on consignment, and I picked up uh, I picked up all three of them for about fourteen hundred bucks, and then I needed another six or seven hundred dollars in uh, spares. And after I took them all apart down to the last screw and and got them lubed up and and cleaned up and and put back together, I had three very very serviceable goblins for a total of about. I was nineteen hundred dollars, eighteen hundred dollars, something like that. Like so, ready to go, like with servos, motors, everything. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, fly barless, completely ready to go fly. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a steal. So I, I got those cleaned up, and I had a buddy hover them to make sure I had built them correctly, and then I promptly put them back on the shelf where they belonged, uh, just because mm-hmm. my, my skill level was not ready for that. Then I got a three sixty CFX. And I flew that thing a lot. I put probably two hundred packs through that thing. Nice. And that was my. Uh, that was my only way to learn because we couldn't get a sim working mm-hmm. until we did. And then I'll tell you what, the funniest thing on earth is letting these children fly that simulator. Holy cow. Yeah. James, how many times do you think you crashed a helicopter on that simulator? 900. 900. I bet I got you beat. Actually, no, 9 trillion crashes. That sounds closer than, than 900. <laughs> yeah. How about you, David? Mm, maybe two or 3,000. Yeah, lot, lots and lots and lots of crashes. There, there is nothing funnier on earth than watching these two children crash helicopters on a simulator. They, they, they just crash. They, of course, they don't try to, but when they do, they just laugh at each other. Like it's like a couple of chipmunks going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It is really. And our, one of me and James's favorite things to do with airplanes are see what's the fun, see what's the funniest way to crash them. Yeah. Possible. Go, so yeah. one, I just went straight up. Then turn the nose straight down, like maybe Nice. I'm going to be doing that with a real plane. Well, real RC plane soon, too. <laughs> yeah, Steve is going to crash a real airplane into the ground as fast as possible on purpose. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so much yeah. fun. I can't yeah, wait. When, <laughs> when, when James heard you say that on the on the recording, he was like, what? Why doesn't he just ship it to us? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't crash it. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two, so <laughs> I don't think either one of these boys has crashed an airplane yet. Actually, no? have you crashed, James? I've, I've crashed a couple of them, but I, I crashed your Prius, but it just—it just tipped over when you landed it, though. No, no, it just well, yes. Oh, the value, yeah, the value, the value just quit, just quit flying though. Yeah, like, it yep. just quit working, nose down at the ground. Yeah, we had one that just went dark like three seconds after it took off. That I'm not counting that. You didn't crash that. That just was a malfunction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you crashed anything else? Mm, how, no. about, how about Daddy? Has Daddy crashed any airplanes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He crashed nice. the Valiant. But no, it was a he, different one. He crashed. Um, what was it? Crashed the Valiant. I crashed the Pulse. He cr- yes, he crashed the Pulse. He crashed the Valiant. Cr- crashed the. Night Radian crash. Yeah, crash the Night Radian, which is like impossible to crash. It was ridiculous. He crashed my little blue airplane and my little heli. heli. He <laughs> I've crashed goblins a lot. He crashed plenty <laughs> goblins. Yeah, I think I'm the worst pilot in the family he for sure. Crash. What else is broken? They're six and seven, and I'm 39, and and they have. What else is 
be broken. Let's see. Infinitely less percentage crashing than I His do. brain. <laughs> He's going to break. Get used up. to it, Eric. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Kids, man. They yeah, they, they so it is unbelievable. I'm going to say conservatively, they learn every maneuver twice as fast as I do. Yeah, that's conservative. It's probably more like yeah, four, four or five times. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pr- I'm I'm pretty decent. I'm not terrible. <laughs> oh, he really did crash his leg on a motorcycle. <laughs> that's another thing. He crashed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, I win. I win the the award for most pieces of metal in my body too. It's a no a no contest. 17, yeah. 17 to zero to zero. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, whatever I want. Generally, it depends on the year. Um, some years I write software directly for a living. Some years I run teams of people who write software. Some years I run people's companies for them. Kind of a jack of all trades. Okay. Uh, I, I did networking and uh, like like home networking and. Had my own small business a couple times. Uh, developed the websites for a living for about ten years. Feel like I was pretty good at that. Sold the hosting business when I nice. left. So um, all, all technology related, though, one way or the mm-hmm. other. Surveillance yeah, equipment. I wrote surveillance software, like the facial detection stuff that everybody's afraid of. Afraid of? Yeah, that's uh, that's my fault. Got nothing to hide. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as? I'm, I'm the greatest Mac 3D pilot in the world, Steve. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah. Remember, any, any orientation you put a helicopter in, I can smack it in the ground. Okay, so what kind of pilot would your kids describe you as? <laughs> David, <laughs> James, let's hear it. Let's see. Funny as Crasher. Yeah, funny Crasher. A funny Crasher, okay. Funny crasher. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, because you always brings the plane. The helicopter or something home and loves to laugh at it. A trick, a trick man. Cause I love to do tricks on on my apprentice. I mean, I mean my valiant. Yeah. Let's go with James to try. Yeah. yeah, James is James is a is a pretty decent sport pilot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and nice. David is a very laid back pilot. He's working on slow 3D with that. Uh, what's that thing for the precision aerobatics? Uh, I'm the looking at it. Yeah, the addiction. The addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he's doing he's doing harriers and elevators and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, I, I can't take credit for that greatest smack 3D pilot in the world. That's some old fart at my field said that. He he, I, I found out that I was not the only heli pilot, and that's what he said. I, I said, oh, what kind of pilot are you? He said, oh, boy, I'm the greatest 3D pilot in the world, greatest <laughs> smack pilot in the world. If you, Don't matter how you put it, I can smack it in the ground. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and then he, he demonstrated that just very briefly afterwards. It was really funny. <laughs> this guy actually put a put a helicopter there. We have this one mile, uh, one square mile grass farm that we have six acres on the corner of, and there's an irrigation ditch that comes over behind the field. And he was uh, he was showing me how to how the controls work inverted. You know, he said, I think he got this off a t-shirt or something. He said, you know, like left is right, right is left, forward is backward, backward is forward, down is up, and up is expensive. Mm-hmm. And then, he, then he 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 was hovering this thing over this irrigation ditch, and he went out. To, he went to punch out, and he punched out the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing he's doing an inverted hover, and that rotor that rotor head hit and just sucked that helicopter instantaneously into the oh, ground. God. <laughs> it was it was amazing, amazing, nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. 
this is this is a we're we're one of these families where like picking on picking on each other is a way to show affection. So there is there is zero mercy when I crash something. I hear about it for weeks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So you said uh you got the sim working now, right? So what's some uh what's some what's the uh, sim I've been flying Heli X. Uh, I like okay. the I like the the different training modes. There's a few on there that I've never heard anybody mention, although I'm sure people know about them. The the hovering one is really good. Uh, there's one that's like mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. It's like recovery mode, or you know, it 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 puts the heli uh, maybe 50 feet up in a random orientation in in three dimensions, and your your job is to recover it and and get the rotor head upward or, or downward and and get it into a hover before it hits the ground. That's right. that's priceless. Wow, that's, that's priceless. Cool. And then it also has a mode that's called zero collective mode, where it just keeps the helicopter in one spot and lets you play with the cyclic and the and the rudder. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty priceless for trying to slow down pyro flips and get those going, because it just it removes the need to nice. fly the helicopter. You can just worry about the timing and get get in your brain what the different positions are going to look like. Yeah, I really yeah. like that a lot. Oh, cool. Uh, what's the other one called that we fly? Real flight. We do real flight a lot for the boys. They, they, uh, uh, for the plane. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the planes, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Well, let's talk about some of your helicopters and stuff. Uh, so what's currently in your fleet? So right now I've got the, the, the it's a, it's a version one 770 comp. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the old, older one with the blue canopy. I really like that helicopter a lot. It's probably my favorite one right now. I've got the 700 Cal Stacy, which is, amazingly powerful but it doesn't uh i mean i'm i'm pretty new to autos but it doesn't seem to auto very well it loses head speed really fast mm-hmm. i've got an, i've got two older 500s that are serviceable right now i've got a 500 sport that i have set up strictly for body boxing and i've actually recruited like four or five new people into the hobby with that thing uh, nice we have a blade cpx a blade 200s a blade 230s that needs work and I have a Gowie X3L that I really love, but is currently crashed. And uh, it just needs a couple of parts, and it'll be ready to go. Maybe 50, 60 bucks worth of, I think it's the, I've forgotten, it's the canopy. I think it needs a new main shaft and a couple of blade grips. It's not bad. It wasn't a bad crash. Um, they're all flying Neos with the exception of the uh, of the 500 Sport because I already had two Spectrum radios. So I just stuck a... A 7210BX, AR7210BX in there. And by the way, anybody who's mm-hmm. looking at a at a, uh, at a fly barless for the rescue – hey, James, turn around, honey. Anybody who's looking at a fly barless for the rescue, I like that thing a lot. The Neo, no matter what orientation it's in, it goes it goes upright. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't seem to be modifiable, which if you're like 20, 30 feet off the ground and descending is not necessarily desirable. The, the Beast X uh, rescue, if you're like – at an orientation where it's where it's faster roll to inverted than to upright, it will roll inverted and add negative collective and punch out okay. inverted. So it's it's more immediate in terms of getting your helicopter moving away from the ground. Yeah, it's like AccuRC and the rescue and that sim. It just if it's inverted, it just keeps it inverted. Yeah, that's out. the way the uh, the Bavarian Demon and the Spirit can do as well mm-hmm. yeah i really like that a lot and the mm-hmm. the neo has actually cost me a, a crash a couple of times i know there's this whole debate on whether you should even use rescue or not uh so i i did not know that about the neo i assumed oh this is the high-end flight controller everybody uses it it's more expensive it has this matching radio it must be it must do this thing and it, of course it didn't it just yeah dirt instead yeah always test rescue on especially on a new flyverless unit before you like 
up high, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so I, you know I, what it does. <laughs> I did I did test it. It just didn't occur to me to, to put it inverted and test it. I should have done that, of course. Let's see. I think that's it right now. Yeah. Okay. And um, so what about your supporting equipment of choice? Like you say you use, uh, you know, V-Control, but like other things like chargers and other things that, you know, supplement your... Yeah, so let, let me let me just go from the generator. So our field uh, d- does not have power, so we all bring generators. I actually mm-hmm. use the the Wen two thousand watt generator. It's like four fifty nine on Amazon. Yeah, the orange and black one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing's amazing. Uh, it is it is not to my ear, and I used to work in a recording studio, so I, I maybe can say it's it is not noticeably louder than a Honda. Um, mm-hmm. Reliability time will tell, but the reviews on it are really good. It's easy to carry around, and I know for a fact that it will survive being run over by a four thousand pound SUV. Yes, because he just <laughs> he did it. He did yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I I put it in front of the car, thinking I never drive the car until we're ready to leave, and I'm I put it in front so it would be quieter. Right. So because the, the noise of the car will block some of the noise. Yeah. So I'm guessing and, you back uh, then, so right? <laughs> the, then David crashed a drone 800 feet out in this square mile grass field. So I just said, you know what? We're just going to go drive across the grass and get this drone. And of course, I pull, immediately pulled directly over this freaking generator. Wow. It's, it's the most, I, I'm so glad that only my kids were there. Even then, I haven't really lived it down. But yeah. Um, Anyway, the thing still runs. I mean, it runs great. Like, how it's, bad uh, damage was it? Like, was the casing all cracked up and stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 sides were just they're cracked all the hell. Uh, mm-hmm. The frame was slightly bent. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't like leak fuel or anything. It doesn't it doesn't leak yeah. any more fumes. It's, it doesn't smell bad or anything like okay. that. Um, it, and I've I probably got ten more gallons of fuel through it. I mean, it's you know that's sixty or eighty hours or something. It's running really well. Nice. So I like that thing. Um, I have uh, I have the Revelectrix 1200 watt power supply, just the the, the black one that looks mm-hmm. like an old car audio amplifier. I have two Revo chargers. I'm sorry, I have three. I have the GT 1000 Duo, and mm-hmm. then I just bought bought a pair of GT 1200s. Um, I'm in the process of making a soldering a ton of of uh, leads to go on those MPA boards that have the Dean's connectors. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're putting uh, RC Pro, Pro Plus on the other end. I have the normally for helis, I fly the the V control. Um, for the planes and for the buddy box heli, we fly Spectrum, of course, just because mm-hmm. it's easy. It's easy and it's available anywhere. Yep, yep. Uh, and everybody knows those radios. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I have a I have a bunch of tools. I really like the rigid, the twenty two inch wide toolbox, the stacking toolboxes. Yep. You, you can get the one with the wheels, and then you you know I have. That on the bottom, then I have a couple of divider ones for batteries and chargers and that kind of stuff. Then I have the mm-hmm. big toolbox for all the tools. So, you know, with helis, you never know what you're going to need. So I generally just pack a bunch, pack most everything I might need and go because it's going to be an all day affair. Yeah. And uh, that way, I can put, I can stack that stuff up in two stacks and then connect it out of the car and roll it wherever I need it real easy. Yep. Yeah. No, so I like that, the milk crate one too. Yeah, yeah, I have that one too. We have, mm-hmm. we keep all of our spare, you know, like gears and tail rotors and all that kind of stuff in there all separated out in baggies. We're, we're not real sophisticated. I haven't built a charge case yet or anything like that. We're, mm-hmm. um, but I think that pretty much covers it. Do we have anything else? I have a big, I have a, like a, I really like this thing. I can't remember who, who makes it, but it's like a, it's like a fishing tackle box with removable drawers that I use for screws and connectors and that kind of stuff. Is I it really the green like and that. tan one that has like, has like three trays in the <laughs> bottom. Then like you can put two trays, one tray on each side standing up. No, it's it's okay. it's got four four trays vertically and then a big open space on top with with a closing lid. 
Okay. No, no, because I got one something I think was very similar to what you got. Yeah, but it's I mean it's a it's a it's a glorified tackle box. It works awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's good for little things, you know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. You flight batteries for the planes just because they're guaranteed to be a match and to fit, and I don't feel like tinkering with airplanes because I don't care that much about them. And then I fly I fly pulse batteries um, just because that's what Jimmy told me to get back in the day, and it hasn't gone wrong yet, so I just keep buying them. They work really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, no nitros, huh? No, not yet. Uh, with with our family situation, um, mm-hmm. we're I'm really, really focused on trying to spend as little time as I can tinkering and as much time as I can with the kids doing sure. stuff. Yeah. So a nitro sounds high maintenance. It sounds like has the potential to go sideways and, and be something that's distracting, which is fine normally. But yeah, with the medical situation, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be be ten hours into trying to figure out why a nitro motor is not running right. It's just mm-hmm. not something that's on my plate. I would love to. And every time I go to a fun fly, I'm like, I don't know, maybe you know, maybe we should. And the kids love the way they smell. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the way they sound. Yeah, they're awesome. But mm-hmm. just not yet. One of these days, maybe. Yeah. You know, really what you need is like someone at your field that knows nitros to help you because once you have someone helping you, it becomes infinitely easier. Yeah, we, we have people um, – there are guys that fly – we have a lot of gassers. We have a lot of guys that fly these like big-scale gas planes, mm-hmm. but not a lot of nitro. Yeah, what were you, def- you going to say something, James? Even. Yeah. What were you going to say, honey? I'm getting bored now. You're getting bored now? <laughs> Would you like to leave? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Right. I'm getting bored too. Can I leave? Yeah, you no. can leave too. <laughs> well it's good it's fun uh, to have you on the show james and david he said it's fun to have you on the show james thanks. david are you leaving thanks. or are you gonna stick around yeah. david's gonna stay for a little david's while saying, okay. okay cool yeah. bye james no i'm saying it's like it just becomes a lot easier and it's it's it basically like sets you up for success um yeah when you have someone imagine. to help out but and but it is different like you can't have like don't don't go by like nitro playing guys like Set on a helicopter, I mean, the motor tuning is very similar, but because you can't just mount the motor on a, a motor stand and, you know, put a prop on it and run it, it's different when you tune it and, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. But that's cool. Yeah, eventually, I think, uh, eventually everyone, I think, will kind of grow into Nitro, or at least a little bit, or dabble in it, because it is cool. It is fun, yeah. too. When, when the doctors tell me that, that David's, like, chances of long-term survival are the, are the same as anyone else... Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll go. Probably go out that day and get a nitro because yes. it, it. I mean, it, just the smell and the sound. It's compelling, man. They're awesome to be around. Yeah, and, uh, and we, not we, even that. The way they fly is different. It's I don't know how oh, to yeah. quantify it, but it's it just the power is different and it's cool. I I love flying them on the simulator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You mentioned before about like some type of beginner thing that you wanted to talk about. If memory serves me right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. I how to get more people in the hobby or something? Oh yeah. yes, have, yes, have, yes. Th- this is something that Rachel and I'm. Rachel's my wife, of course. Um, it's something we've actually done. Uh, we uh, so I'm going to use use this as an example. When when we were at Baylor, uh, we were the first graduating class that was allowed to have dances on campus. Uh, we, we built a, like a dance club. Um, so I mean, the the first mm-hmm. thing you have to do is like show up. You got to show up to become and become competent. That's step one, right? You got to make a commitment. Go hard, get after it, get it done, and take it seriously until until you have something to to share with other people. Um, mm-hmm. You got to commit time to helping others. That that comes naturally for most of us, but regardless, you know, make a conscious effort to chip in when somebody needs help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to make a point to invite people. 
And, you know, Rachel and I were once both very young and very attractive, and we would just invite everyone we saw to go dancing. And surprise, surprise, people showed up. I invite people from church. I invite my neighbors and their kids, friends and their kids, coworkers and their kids, just anybody uh, who I come across, I always invite them to the field. You, know, that, that you, you, you run into somebody, some stranger or somebody you know that you kind of run into, and they're going to say, hey, what have you been up to lately? You go, I've been flying airplanes. I've been flying helicopters. Would you like to come do that? And they always they invariably go, that sounds cool. That sounds kind of interesting. But if you don't invite them, generally, they're not going to invite themselves. And in order to get hooked, you got to get them out there. So mm-hmm. I, I make appointment, like a really a, a serious point to do that. And when you invite them, make sure they have a good time, right? If they're going to spend the $600 to get into the hobby, or if they're not going to spend the 600 bucks to get into the hobby, at least make sure they have a good experience so they'll talk about it with other people. I feel that's really important. Sure. Uh-huh. Enough, make, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make sure they show up. They have something to cold to drink. They have something to fly. They know where to go. They're not lost out in the middle of nowhere. All those kinds of little things, right? Just be a good host. You have to set up to be a good host for people. You have to make sure they know what they, they know what to expect. They got a place to sit, you know, show them what you're doing. Make sure they don't get bored. Uh, mm-hmm. And above all else, make sure that you offer them a buddy box or 10 with a competent pilot, put a radio in their hands and let them fly a heli period. And I, I really feel like every club should have a, a dedicated heli or at least a couple of pilots who are set up to do that. Mm-hmm. I haven't found anything that puts that permanent stupid grin on somebody's face like, oh, they mash that collective and that thing's going up at 60 miles an hour. And they're like, oh, hell yes. This is all, <laughs> this is all I want to do from now on. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, the only, that's the only way to have the moment. Yeah, when Rachel and I were, uh, were at Baylor um, – we always took time at the beginning of the night in that dance club to make sure that new people were comfortable enough to get started. And, and we made sure they knew basic etiquette. So like uh, we made sure that couples, for example, knew it was okay to dance with other people. We made sure that they knew how to politely ask someone to dance and not feel like a fool. We made sure that the ladies knew how to politely decline. We made sure that the men knew they'd be a fool to refuse and why. Uh, if somebody was investing in themselves, like somebody was practicing and coming regularly, we invested in them too. We noted those people who were passionate and we went a step beyond teaching them to dance, right? We taught them to teach and we encouraged them to become leaders themselves and to recruit other leaders. And it wasn't long before we went from a few people out in front of the library every night to filling up classrooms and large ballrooms with dancers. Hmm, nice. So you, you, you'll, you'll look for the people who are interested and you kind of try to build them up and encourage them to, to, to invest in the hobby and, and to go recruiting and all that stuff too. Sure. You set them up for success. Yeah, absolutely. And we had the time of our lives building that club. And, and I'll tell you, those are some of our fondest memories to this day. And the Baylor swing dance society is still going strong 20 years later. You can, you can go Google them and find out that they have a hundred members and they're out there kicking it. And some of those people we met in that club are our dearest friends to this day. Nice. Yeah. I didn't, I, even I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you know your dad, your dad could dance, huh? <laughs> I know he danced. I yeah. didn't know him. He made a, they kind of, they kind of made a club of it. Oh yeah, we made a club of it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We started it from scratch. And then there's one more thing. Just, this is kind of speaking to your attitude. Um, you've got to invest in people, right? You've got to take a few minutes and ask about their week. See if you can help them in some way. I'd be like Jimmy Jones. You know, he invited a completely new pilot from another city to his house to work on a helicopter for an entire Saturday just to get me going. Jimmy Jones, Jimmy Jones? Yeah, Jimmy Jones. Jimmy, Jimmy Jones. Jones! Yeah. 
or, or be like Javier oh, mm-hmm. who genuinely likes and is interested in people. You know, when I don't call those dudes for a while, they call me, they check in to see if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. They invite me to come fly in short. They bother, right? If you want your hobby to be filled with the kind of people that are a cut above, you need to be a cut above kindness, respect, genuine interest, aid when needed laughter over the dumb shit, a, flim- a friendly ribbing now and then remembering their kids names and interests, being quick with a smoke or a joke inviting people into the fold and keeping them there long enough to stand on their own. Those are the simple things that make a group excellent, right? The rest is just details. It doesn't matter if you're dancing, flying airplanes, flying helicopters, going fishing. That stuff is just the, it's the icing. The meat and potatoes of a group is the people that are involved in it and and the way they invest in each other. Very true. And, And I'm, I am making a call to everybody in our hobby to be that kind of person. If you want to have a club full of people that you like to hang out with, mm-hmm. that's it. That's what I got. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Let's move it on to the next section, then. Huh? We're gonna. It's it's been a while since we did this, so we're yeah, gonna but- do the uh, top ten shotgun round. Oh, down on me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. How do we want to do this? Um, I guess uh, we'll go down the questions. Um, Eric, you could go first, and then have David go right after you. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and help David out if he doesn't understand, like, you know, pinch your thumb, yeah, right? Like, you might not yeah, I'll help him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Andy, you want to start it off? Sure. So, okay. pinch or thumb, Eric? Uh, so, for me, it's thumb most of the time. But if I get nervous and my hands start shaking, then I pinch. Okay. Um, or if I need to be really precise, I tend to land with pinch. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, David, you hold. you put your thumbs on top? The sticks like this? Yeah. Yeah, David's thumbs for sure. 100%. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, is his brother. And, yeah, and usually kids with the smaller hands, it's hard to pinch. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Unless they do like a tray style. Mm-hmm. We're not in Europe. Um, yeah. We're both 100, <laughs> 100% electric. Yeah. So nitro electric, you're electric, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You, you, I, I have all these memorized, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I've listened to 156 shows now. I, I know the shotgun around pretty well. You want me to just breeze? You want me to just breeze through them, or do you guys want to ask? Uh, I will ask. 500 okay. and below, or 550 and bigger. So for enjoyment, uh, 550 and bigger. But I think they they all have a purpose, mm-hmm. and, and it's. Uh, I think everybody probably needs a mix in their fleet. For us, the 500 and below is generally for buddy boxing and, and social flying. I, I would not be comfortable putting a, a new person on a on a five fifty or bigger helicopter just if they happen to drive it into behind the flight line. There's some that's a lot of energy that could yeah. really hurt something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you, David? Do you like the big planes, the little planes, or the big helis or the little helis? What do you like best? Big planes, little helis. Big planes and little helis. Yeah, that's okay. what I thought he would say. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, have you ever flown a flybroad heli? Absolutely. Uh, proud ex-owner of a Blade 400 3D and a 450 3D. Uh, nice. Mm-hmm. Both of which I found by reading John Salt's website. Are you guys familiar with this thing? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I a helicopter phone. Yeah. But when we started, I didn't. I couldn't find anybody locally to get help from, so I went to reading his ebooks, mm-hmm. and uh, he he mentioned that fly barless don't fly well with the training gear, and of course, I I didn't realize how stable fly barless was. So I bought a fly barred heli so I could put training gear on it. And it actually worked pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it wasn't super nimble, but I got I got a ton of flights out of those those helis. Nice. So sport or 3D? 
Um, sport working on 3D. What? Okay. What? David says sport, sport, sport. Sport. Cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, strap or strapless? Did you seriously just ask me if I like to wear a strap on? I mean, seriously. I mean, if that's how you interpret it, sure. <laughs> yeah, strap. Right. We, 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 we all we all wear straps because the, the children like to be like dad, and yeah, and they tend to drop radios sure. straps. Yeah, so. sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, cordless or brushless servos. I can't possibly tell the difference. There's no way. I fly BK because reasons. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We like we we like Bert and Kyle. Bert's my favorite pilot, and Kyle is the kid's favorite pilot. But nice. that doesn't answer the question. He has brushless and cordless. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. On yeah. his line, what do you run? You run eight thousand or seven thousand? <laughs> We're just giving you a hard time. <laughs> uh, so we, all of our servos are currently cordless, but I've had brushless, and I can't tell the difference. I just can't. They're yeah. just quiet. Or- I don't have a prefer- I don't have a preference, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see here: fuselage style or pot and boom? And on the airplane side, obviously profile or full fuse. Uh, so on, for me, the helis, I think the full fuse looks sexier. Um, the pod and boom has been a little easier to deal with personally, but mm-hmm. I think that's cause I've had some galleys that, that didn't, they weren't really full fuse. They had the, like the, the, the bolt on the boom cover, uh, the boom cover. And mm-hmm. that makes it a pain to get to your tail or to your fly barless. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and I didn't, I didn't care for that. The, those helis flew great, but I, I mean, I'm, I have, I'm seem to be buying nothing but goblins recently so i would have to say full fuse dave what about you (laughs) full fuselage airplanes or like little sticks or what do you like best Mm. like like an apprentice or like your addiction that's more of a profile style right i mean Mm. it's not straight profile but it's close addiction i like my addiction better yeah we like they like airplanes that look like airplanes the the sticks Mm -hmm. they don't seem to be attracted to or the slow sticks or the funky look the really strange looking stuff like the vtols they're not not interested yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So we're down to number nine. Low or high head speeds? The more faster, the more faster, the more better. Yeah. For these kids. Yeah. 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 Uh, Daddy is working on medium head speed and working my way up. So okay. I try, I try, I try to find a head speed that that makes the helicopter feel just unstable enough that I'm a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and then I, I try to fly that until I'm comfortable and then push it again. So I've been slowly working my way up. Okay. I, I definitely want to be running somewhere between like bird and Tarek. High enough to have that unlimited punch out power and uh, be able to get yourself in serious trouble, but not high enough to be like risking the airframe. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tarek is risking the airframe every flight. If, For sure. If anyone else but Tarek flew his helicopter, that airframe would blow up mm-hmm. just because they don't, they wouldn't have the collective management that he has. That's yeah. Insane. Right. Yeah. Um, and even Bert, I mean, like, you know, when you, when you hear, when you hear him talk about his setups right, and how much, 300, yeah, that's pretty high still for yeah, a 700. That's super high. You know, 2021, yeah. even 22 is like 22 is very scary for me, you know, and I'm, I usually tend to fly only at 2000 at the most. Yeah. <laughs> I fly it like nineteen fifty, two thousand yeah. at the most. Yeah, and and people say I've I run high head speed. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last one is Urcha or smaller events. So I, I kind of have an involved answer for this one. Uh, I gave it some thought. Mm-hmm. So the 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 simple answer is both. 
I haven't actually been to Urchard, but I, I can only imagine it would be a blast. I've been to a bunch of smaller events, and I like them a lot, but my real answer is neither. Um, I've, I think there's a third answer. Uh, for me, I love events. I love fun flies. I've been to them. I love them all. But but the, to me, the day in, day out of seeing those guys at the field, that camaraderie, that's where it's at for me. You know, okay. if, if you if you want to build your hobby, any hobby, you've got to build that community. And I, I, I like to find people I like and treat them well. Uh, I like to find people I don't like and treat them well, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to build those close relationships. I feel like you can still do that at Funfly because I've built tons of relationships that I only see these folks at Funfly. And, mm-hmm. you know, on Facebook. But you really, like... There's, I mean, I don't even know how many, like, I go to a fun fly and I'm, it's just like a, it's like a high school reunion almost. And mm-hmm. every couple of months I see these same uh, people. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, 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 I like fun flies and I'm sure I would love Urcha. I, I think I, if I had to choose not knowing, I, I suspect I would like that better at least the first time or two. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I just prefer that weekend, that weekend meet. I mean, the local hub, that local club is the hub of the hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, w- without those clubs, uh, without our local club, we don't have a hobby. I don't have anywhere safe to fly. Sure. To fly this Goblin 700, other than that. Those mm-hmm. cranky old plankers that have been the, at the field for 50 years, those guys that have known each other for 50 years, man, I'm mm-hmm. jealous of those guys. I want to have that in, in my life when I'm an old man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, those guys would push – some of those guys would push me in front of a truck for each other. The, they have that kind of close friendship or, or would, would raise each other's kids if something happened to one of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know that I would ever get that from somebody that I see three or four times a year. And I listen, I love those guys. I love Jimmy Jones. I've seen him a total of like five, six times in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never met Javier. I would love to hang out with Javier, but I mean, the the question, the heart of the question for me is, what's your, what's your preference in terms of where to fly? And for me, I, I just well, have to say, well, this isn't about like, like fun flies versus you know clubs. This is about fun flies. I, so, I get it. Small fun big, flies or big, big fun, fun flies? That's yeah. really. Uh, I'm just trying know. to. I'm just trying to hijack your question, guys. That's yeah. all. Well, it's not going to work. No. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, not. Clearly not. Obviously. So what not. tells me is you've never been to Urcha. That's what I heard. Yeah, I've never been to Urcha. <laughs> you need to go to Urcha, David. You want to go watch 600 helicopters fly? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah the, sure. Like the world's amazing pilots, and they all drive it in. I love it. I don't crash. know how many times Bobby Watts drove his helicopter in uh, at the last one. <laughs> it's great. I would really love to be the like not be the only person crashing. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, and you will. You, yeah. you definitely won't be. Seriously, it's great. You, you, you think um, with two kids? You think with two kids? I'd be I'd be in good company, but no, they don't have the decency to to pilot in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right, cool. So that was the top ten shotgun round. Okay, uh, let's see here. News and announcements? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so news. And announcements. And announcements. All right, what do we have here, huh? Horizon Hobby E-Flight 300 <clears throat> Extra 1.3 heard, 1.3 meter. meters, yeah. Yeah. Do you see it? Looks pretty neat. I saw a little like ad on Facebook, but I haven't actually like looked at it. Yeah. I mean, it's your t- it's a Typical 1.3 meter size, you mm-hmm. know, a little bigger than a park flyer, I guess. What would you consider that? Kind of right at the upper edge of the park flyer size. Yeah, I like I mean, you can, you can. Is that the new? That that new edge? Yeah. Uh, yes, the edge. Yeah, yeah. That that thing looks the extra. I'm sorry, the extra 300. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks like an edge to me, but yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely it's it definitely on me. par with like the um, what's the other, the one that Kevin likes a lot, the Sukhoi. The uh, Sukhoi, yeah, it's yeah, that it's about same that size. size. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can fly it in a park. You can fly it at a club field. It's big enough yeah. in three D. You know, yeah. it's. I mean, it's that uh, kind of. I don't want to say it's a standard size, but that forty. Uh, yeah, you know, 40 43 to 48 mm-hmm. inch size. Uh, yeah, the 3S, 4S. Yeah, 3 or 4S, 2200 to 3200 milliamp hours, 60 amp ESC. Mm-hmm. Just just kind of the uh, uh, standard stuff. But I'm all for any new 3D foam airplanes because they're a yeah. ton of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how it is. It has a wooden prop, which is pretty interesting too. Because usually these come with like that. You know, ABS plastic prop. Right, right. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. interesting on a I like the pilot inside and the, the decal to the, um, uh, to the you know, the, the instrument cluster. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool looking. Yeah, that's neat. So, yeah, got, I wonder. Uh, it's got the safe, mm-hmm. you know, if you want it. Or they call it safe plus, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. AS3S. Sa- uh, safe select. Safe. Yeah, safe, safe select. select. That's yep. what I was looking yeah. for. So you can turn it off if you don't want it. It's EPO foam, so should yeah. be fairly durable. Yeah, and you, you can know, just glue it back together. Can mm-hmm. I say something about that safe select? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, I mean, obvi- obviously, we're we're big into the buddy box thing uh, uh-huh. because that's that's like my number one recruiting tool is just handing somebody a radio. What I do with those things is I, I set up the I set up the uh, the instructor radio so that it has safe select on, like on a switch, and then I okay. use the the bind button uh, as the uh, as the trainer to hold it down to to change it to the trainer radio. Uh-huh. And on the on the student radio, I give them full control, and I let them do whatever they want. So after I give them full control, I put it in safe select mode, and I set my throttle at fifty percent. And in order in order to prevent a crash, all I have to do is let go of that button, and the airplane immediately goes straight and level at half throttle. Right. So you yeah, don't have to try to catch it. You just no, basically just have level. to let yeah, go. I don't, yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to constantly try to put my brain in the plane's orientation together. Well, not even that. Like you just you know like when you choose to let go of the buddy button. It basically just self levels, right? Like it's right, like right, safe, right. right? It's like rescue. Right. So if they're heading for the flight for the flight line, I just let go of the buddy button. I jam the stick one way until it's turned in a safe direction, and I puts the button back down again. They're flying. It's just yeah. really, really simple. Other, than, I mean, I don't, I don't use it when I'm flying for fun, obviously. But it's, uh, I think it adds a, a significant level of success to for me. I mean, I'm not an expert pilot. I'm sure there are guys who ne- just would never need it at all. But it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to mentally not be so checked in and committed and then just pow, let go. Oh, they're in trouble. Let go of the button. They're out of trouble. Yeah. DM. I mean, yeah, just, just the point of having like say self-loving or rescue is, is that peace of mind that you get? Like if I dumb out, I could just click a button, you know? Yeah, um, right. One thing that, I mean, that I'm worries about that. I worry about this is that, um, the self-leveling or AS3X in general during takeoff and landings, which they even mentioned, it's also helpful for keeping the wings level during takeoff and landings. When you're landing, a lot of beginners, especially, they tend to go too slow and they stall the wing. And it don't matter how much safe you got turned on or gyros or any of that, you don't have yeah. enough airspeed. It, it actually makes it that worse, the tip yeah. stalls, because it, yes. once you're, it, it'll hold it and hold it and hold it. And then pretty soon you're at a full stall and just yep, no airspeed, full yeah, stall and corkscrew yep. to the ground. Yeah, if you saw the inside wing, you're going to spin for sure. Mm-hmm. 
which is basic physics. But yeah, you know, overall though, I think Horizon is definitely going in the right direction and offering mm-hmm. like an extra or an edge. I, I think that's cool because those are like the 3D planes that a lot of people, you know, sought off for, right? They want right, to fly an extra right. or an edge. Yeah, I would much rather have this than, uh, anything else they've put out recently yeah i mean the so, sukhoi wasn't cool. too bad it was for you know and and the yak i think is like an older version they had the smaller yeah. yak with the umx stuff it's it's all right mm-hmm. but you know i just I, I want them to i want to see them like kind of take this to the next level and start doing something maybe with their hangar 9 series and and right. put some like nice balsa you know planes that are like this you know like a bnf mm-hmm. be pretty cool yeah, yeah. The, the other thing about the about that but just buddy boxing in general, you could you know you could let a first timer fly something like this instead of an apprentice, sure. something with a, with a high roll rate and a lot of speed, and it's just it's more exhilarating and it's cool looking. Uh, yeah, it's cool. A high wing compared to a you know a three D plane, three mm-hmm. D plane all the way, man. You know. Yeah. Well, and the cool thing about these, you can do dual rates, and you can slow that roll rate oh, yeah. down and yeah. slow oh, yeah. the, the tail down mm-hmm. where it's not not crazy. But then just flick a switch and you got full 3D yeah, capabilities. You're, you're launcher locking ahead of your yeah. heels, you know, and doing all exactly. crazy stuff. Hey, D- yeah. David, what do you think about all the buddy boxing we do on your planes? I like it. Why do you like it? Because if, if I'm getting too low to the ground, Daddy can grab it. And, and if I can't see it very well, Daddy can get it back headed toward, toward me. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That that they fly like when I let them fly alone, they don't push the envelope at all. They're worried about crashing that airplane. I was I was gonna say when, yeah. when you after I was gonna say, Oh, so David, you pass it to daddy so daddy could crash it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, and I I just figured out why he has the buddy box set up with the safe select. He's buddy boxing pilots that are already past his skill level. So. <laughs> nice. Oh. Zinger, what? <laughs> wow, wow I, I walked right into that one. Didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, these these six and seven year old children that are they they, they really do make me look bad. Man, we should do whatever we want. <laughs> they really do. They really yeah. do. And we can take and we normally don't have dad take the take the plane. Yeah, normally yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Right on. But when they're learning new maneuvers is about the only time I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On my apprentice, I literally don't need daddy buddy boxing with me. I land it, I take it off, fly it around. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, David, let me ask you what's the favorite maneuver you like to do on an airplane? Like what, like rolling, flips, loops? What do you you like to do? Mm, My favorite ones are inverted and regular loops. Nice. Inverted loops. Nice. Yeah, no, nobody told him that a regular that an inverted loop was a thing. He just did it. He was like, "Oh, here I can do this upside down too." Voila. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And awesome. after, after that, I learned the name of the trick. Oh look! I was like, "Oh look! I can't, what, what happens if I do the six the other way?" Mm-hmm. I I learned what knife edge was because David was flying his airplane knife edge, and one of the old dudes at the field was like, "Look at that little kid flying knife edge." I was like, "Is that what that's called?" <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know you could do that, and he's mm-hmm. here. He is doing it. Wow. <laughs> Yes, yeah. it's embarrassing, really. Yeah, I, I learned everything before he learned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, Eric. Get used to it. It's not going to change. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it you know, only gets worse. That's the, it's the joy of being a parent, though. It sure. really is. Yeah, seeing your kids excel at stuff and do and have a good time at it. Yeah, awesome. All right, what else do we got for news and announcements? Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't even mention the price on that, right? It's oh yeah, to be, I was getting what, ready to say. Find and fly two seventy nine, and the plug and play version is two forty nine. 
I don't know why anyone would get a plug and play version for like what are we talking? Thirty dollars cheaper? Thirty dollars. Because they're flying jetty. No, but even then, I mean even still, I mean it's a you're paying thirty dollars for a sixty, seventy, eighty dollar receiver. Yeah. I mean I mean Steve's gonna put an old V bar in it anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean like just even if you're not gonna use a receiver, just take it out and have it as a spare at that price? Yeah, or sell yeah, it. Or, or sell it for yeah. forty or bucks. Put in something else or yeah. Yeah. Give it to Kevin. Let him fly it. Well, one thing I want to mention that I, I didn't realize, and I'm just going to mention it because I didn't realize it, is if, if you buy that thing as a plug-and-play and you buy the same receiver, you you cannot put the safe select on that receiver. They, they have to program that. Like You can't take an AS3X receiver and just add safe select. The only, I think the only way yeah. they sell this, the safe select is with a plane. Oh, really? So, yeah, so yeah. keep that in mind. Like If you, if you want to add an old 9-channel that's got safe or that's got a – yeah, it's got AS3X. You cannot add the safe select huh. after the fact. You right. Have to well, buy, see, you have to it's, buy it. it's it's custom tuned for each airframe. So, right, right. Well, that, okay. That's what that's what they say. I mean, being a yeah. software guy, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it might be custom tuned, but like, why don't they open up for you to tune it if you buy the receiver well, on its own? You know. Yeah, it's probably. I, I agree with you a hundred percent, but that's what they say is. But people take them and put them in all kinds of other other stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can, right? right. Yeah. So, all right. So just cool. be, be aware. Be aware that if you want that feature, buy buy the bind and fly. Don't buy the PMP. Mm-hmm. I just buy the bind and fly and take it out when I do it anyway. Yeah. I got a couple fun flies to mention. Nice. I got to add that to our calendar now. Yeah, the fabulous Las Vegas fun fly is the twenty second and twenty fourth. Okay, I think I put that out there of already. February. I'd say this is what one of the bigger ones in the United States, Steve. I mean, it's I definitely one of the biggest on the west on the west coast, coast. for sure. Um, I yeah. don't think it's I don't think it's bigger than Spring Fling or Fall Mulder. No, Spring it's Fling especially not bigger, but it's yeah. it's in the top six or seven. I'd yeah, say. so like a hundred plus pilot count, I'd say, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. A lot, a, a lot of the pros like to show up, and and they got tons and tons of sponsors. Yeah, and stuff. So they always have a huge uh, raffle. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'd like to get out there someday. Yeah, me too. Won't be this year, but maybe next year. Just go out and hang out in Vegas for a few days, and then go to the Fun Fly. And then we got Birmingham. It's coming up March fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Ah, that one I don't have on the calendar. Great, I'll put that one on there. It's the twenty fifth anniversary, and I might go to this thinking about it if i'm not too busy with farm work i'm gonna try to go do the ditch mm-hmm. we've all seen the videos of the guys flying in the ditch how big is that ditch have you ever been there no i've never been there yeah, I'm, I'm curious how big the ditch is because i don't feel like it's that big and it's not ver- I, it looks to me like it's six eight feet wide and probably two feet deep i mean yeah. it's not like a deep ditch it's more like a depression sure right okay that sounds like fun to me. <coughs> that sounds like trouble to me. <laughs> sounds this used to today. be yeah. this used to be one of the big events, but I think it's kind of uh, slowed down a little bit in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Spring fling has definitely gotten much bigger, but uh, you know, there's a good amount of pros and guys that that go. I don't know the pilot count. Hopefully, I can go check it out this year. I know one of my buddies from Knoxville. Uh, Ray Bacon, 
he's planning to go, so I may try to go down there for a couple of days. Check it out. See what it's all about. Meet some new folks. Yeah. Good old Southern hospitality, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I want to do the Cajun one. I want to go to Cajun. Dude, it was Louisiana. I almost put that one on here, and I didn't. The, uh, uh, what is it called? Cajun. Cajun Heli Fest. Heli yeah, Fest. Cajun Heli mm-hmm. Fest. Uh, I don't have the, you have the dates for that, Eric? I can look it up, but my keyboard's really clicky. Yeah. Maybe we can mention it. Uh, so, yeah, there's, week. there's, there's three, three kind of in the first part of the year for Texas. Uh huh. Um, there's the Cajun Heli Fest. There's Helis over Apache Pass, which Kenny right. Sierra, Kenny Sierra yep. organizes. April 4th, and is, yep, April 4th yeah, that's a good event. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's another one in Louisiana. I can't remember what it's called. Mayday, the Mayday Fun Fly. Okay. Yeah, I remember and that, and that uh, one. The, the food is amazing at that one, by the way. If you've never had, I'm sure, I mean, I didn't get to eat at Cajun, but I'm sure I heard everybody talking against crawfish and barbecue. Uh-huh. And this is, you know, Southern. Kill you in a heartbeat kind of food, but it's all really, really good. Crawfish? Oh, yeah, crawfish. Lots of crawfish. Yeah, the the Cajun Heli Fest is... It's before May 1st. Oh, dates are March 22nd through the 24th. Yeah, there you go. Where is it? Ramsfield, 1.7 miles north of the I-10 East Crowley exit, exit 82. I don't know where that is. But anyway, you can uh, visit the website, www.ramsrcflyers.com. Check that out. Cool. Maybe go meet Eric if you're going to be there. Oh, I'll be there. I'll Jimmy be Jones. Be Jimmy, I'm pretty sure Jimmy, Jimmy will be I, I don't want to speak for him. but As I'd soon be as you pro- see him, you got to yell at him. He's got to go, Jimmy yeah. Jones. I, I, I think he was getting real annoyed of us at Eric. <laughs> Every time we drive by in a golf cart, <laughs> Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Jimmy Jones. Yeah, I just started doing it. Like I'd drive by and I'd just go, Jimmy Jones. Yeah. And by the end of Urcha, he'd just look at me like I was a dumbass. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just, I just randomly text him Jimmy Jones in all caps with a bunch of <laughs> child, childish number of exclamation points at the yeah. end. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. He loves it. I'm sure he just loves it to death. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the last time I talked to him, he was like, I don't know how this became a thing with my name. It's just, it's just, it is kind of a fun name to say. It just, it's got the onomatopoeia and it I, just, yeah, just rolls start, good, you know. I started yelling it at him, and then started yelling it at him on the show, and that's how it became a thing. I love it. Nice. I love it. <laughs> J- J- James does it too. Anytime I say Jimmy, he goes Jimmy Jones in his little child voice. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. Awesome. And don't forget. Well, before Urcha, let's talk about more important ones. Don't forget the free fall. <laughs> the free forest uh fourth annual free forest sea podcast heli fest. Um, the dates are set now. It's June 20... 22nd to the 23rd, 22nd, yes. 23rd. Yes, 22nd yep. and the 23rd. It's only a Saturday, yep. Sunday event. Maybe next year we'll do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But, but, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be down in, uh, the South Jersey Heli Groups field, the Allen's Airstrip in South mm-hmm. Jersey. Um, pilot's dinner, all the food is done by the Allen's. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a good time. This is, this format's going to be different this year. Like I'm not going to, you know, it's a lot of work to do a fun flight to do sp- like get sponsors. That's what becomes a lot of work. The rest of it, pff, you just, it's cake. Calling the sponsors, trying to get people lined up and stuff. And like even calling pilots and stuff. I'm not going to do any of that. I think, you know, if people want to come, they can come. 
Uh, it's purely for flying. We're gonna fly. We're gonna just have fun and you know have tons of laugh, some good food there. Maybe get a tour of the um, the old museum that they have at the other side of the field, and just it's gonna be fun times. And and I, you know we might do fifty fifty to kind of help with the Allen since uh, everything mm-hmm. you know they let us use their field for basically nothing, and so we try to donate as much as possible. There is a, a the $35 landing fee, which includes the pilot's dinner, and also the, pretty much that money goes to uh, the Allen. So, mm-hmm. for letting us, That's cool. you know. So, basically, and they put all that money into their museum. They're doing, they have like an old museum right now of like their, the town, Vincent Town and, and um, Southampton. But they're also now building um, an aviation museum. So, a lot oh, of that money cool. is going to be going towards that. So, it's really good stuff. So. Yeah, but yeah. So don't cool. forget about that. If you can make it, come through. Yep, come out, hang out. Yeah, help me make fun of Steve and Kevin. Sure, good yeah. times. Yeah, sounds like a good time to me. Definitely. Where Where is that again? What What state is it? It's in? New Jersey. So, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. it's a South that's Jersey. A, it's basically like that's a yeah. It's far that's from a hell of a drive. <laughs> it is <laughs> hell of a drive from Texas. Yeah, that's sure. twenty hours, twenty two hours, or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. And then next, of course, don't forget Urcha, right? Urcha. Oh yeah, I said I was going to mention Urcha like once every three weeks. Because mm-hmm. everybody has confusion about the dates, but July twenty fourth through the twenty eighth. Yep. AMA Field in Muncie, Indiana. Be there or be square. Yep. That's what I say. I guess we better be there. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good event to go to. It's it is it is pretty crazy. Um, just the amount of pilots that are there and the amount of people, even mm-hmm. on the smaller side, as they, as you you know. All right. the folks that have been a hobby for longer than us have always, um, always mentioned. It's not like back in 2012 or 2013. Yeah. 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 We're in I 2019 now. So let's talk about today. It's <laughs> not when there was 1300 people there and you had to wait 40 minutes to fly yeah. and line was eight deep. Yeah. So it's not like that. No. As cool as that was, mm-hmm. it's a little smaller, but quite a bit more fun i think yeah i don't know how many flights i got in i got in quite a bit so a ton yeah you flew a bunch i mean obviously i'm really focused on on my family and spending time with my kids would you say that urcha is like a kid-friendly event i mean keep in mind that we're talking i mean in general like at what age would you think it would be a kid would enjoy urcha you know these are six and seven so three uh, days is a lot yeah so i would i would say that the daytime activities are, are definitely, you know, family friendly. It does get a little more crazier at night. The night flying is cool, but you know, adults get a little crazier at night, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I would try to do three days. No, no. Maybe co- try to get there on a Friday afternoon. What's the, what's the what's the day not to miss? Uh, Saturday and Saturday night. Saturday. Night. Sa- Saturday yeah. But fr- Friday night is fun. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the lights will be up. And a lot of the guys will be flying under the the construction lights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Friday Amazing evening, flights. Friday night, and then uh, Saturday for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you came up with the family, not even like, you know, if you just flew up or something or, you know, to make it more easier on you because it's 20, 20, I don't know what it is from Texas. Yeah, be. I think Jimmy Jones said he drove 22 hours. 20, yeah, there. something hours. Yeah, right? It would be about the same for us then. Yeah. We're just two two hours from him. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a lot of driving, especially with kids. <laughs> you right. know? So, I mean, even if you flew up and hung out and, like, you know, and just spectated, it's it's an amazing show. 
these pilots, like especially the international pilots, like you know, they they put on a show for sure. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. And you know how it is. You've gone to events or you've seen some pro pilots fly. Like watching it on video does not do any sort of justice to their skill level and how low they are and how aggressive they fly. Right. Yeah. Well, David likes night flying. Mm-hmm. You remember Mayday? How good were those guys? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Night flying's cool. Also, a, a, a cool thing uh, to do with your sons, Eric, is the AMA museum. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Is there that you could spend? couple hours in there looking at all the the rc history it's mm-hmm. pretty neat that sounds like like an obscenely good time to me yeah. yeah yeah it's fun yeah all right do we have any other news and announcements that's all i've got all right so let's move it on what's next for you in the hobby what's next for me you say yeah what's next for you andy i need still need to do the update on the oxy it's sitting on the table right now but i haven't gotten started that shouldn't take, but a, I don't know, a few minutes probably. Uh, I'm going to get a couple flights on the Nitro tomorrow to seat the ring, make sure it's running okay, and then I'm going to pack up the camper and head to the chill out. I hope I'm to see jealous. some new folks there. I'm jealous. I can't make it. Yeah. If if you come and you see me, which you'll see me, I'll be there. Come say hi. Tell me you're a listener, and uh, it'll be cool. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Bust Andy's chops for me, okay? Please. Yeah, bust chops. Make mm-hmm. fun of me. I don't care. <laughs> All right, so let's <laughs> What's see. What's next for you, Steve? You know, I don't really have any heli maintenance to do or any repairs. My fleet's pretty uh, solid right now. So I'll probably do some more simming. I've been practicing on uh, on my, what did I say? All eights or whatever they call it. You know, yeah. funnels and hurricanes all, all in all eight orientations. Uh-huh. So okay, I've been practicing cool. that a little, and I am terrible at it. Oh, my God. I am <laughs> so you're making progress? Or? No, not at all. I mean, okay. you know, I know you're saying that your sun crashes a, a trillion times, but, I mean, let's just say <laughs> I take off with my battery being 99%. And I land, and I crash with my battery being ninety nine percent. Like I don't last more than a couple of seconds in the air. Well, well, let me ask you this: Do you have some that are that are solid and comfortable? Or oh or yeah, you yeah. Some I mean, that are weak or like backwards flying, counterclockwise upright, no problem. Um, uh-huh. Inverted tail clockwise is fine, and then nose. I could do a lot of the nose ones, but like besides three. That's it. Yeah. Like if I try so doing clockwise, left rudder ones you're pretty decent at. Yeah, left rudder stuff. Yeah, yes, I'm good at with the left you. rudder because that's my my comfortable rudder. Right, but if I right. try to do like, you know, clockwise upright, backwards flying, um, using right rudder, and you know, yeah. you basically bank your heli to the left and you pull down right or pull right. push forward on your elevator. That's I, my I, weakest. I can't one, do actually. it. I will immediately crash. So, Which is weird because I have tail down inverted both ways pretty pretty decent. Right. And I have other orientations that upright, use that. The upright right rudder backwards is my – I can do it, but it's not as solid as the others. Mm-hmm. That's a weird one for yeah. some reason. Yeah, it's weird. And, like, you know, I do inverted. Like, forward flight inverted, I could do left and, like, right. I could do clockwise and counterclockwise. So so I can do it. I know the movements. But I think it's the, the sticks in thing. Like, both sticks go in for that, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I agree with you. Yeah, so so I, I need to work on that. Um, besides that, I'm going to be meeting with one of my friends in uh, 
It's like three hours away in Pennsylvania. We're going to go shoot some guns and stuff and hang out. And I'm like, you know, he's seen me fly before, but it's been a while. I'm like, hey. So you should have seen David's. You should have seen David's face when you said guns. He just lit up like a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we love, we have, yeah, these boys have, we're Texas kids. We got sure. some 22s. And nice. If you're ever down in Texas, these guys will give you the safety briefing and everything. Nice, yeah. I love shooting, man. I shoot a lot. At least I try to shoot anytime I have the opportunity to. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was talking to you know my friend Eric, and I was like, well, you live in a part of Pennsylvania that's probably pretty open, right? He's like, yeah. So you think there's any fields that can fly some helis? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm bringing my 700. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll bring my 700 with me and, and my four nice. battery packs charged and see if I could just bust out a couple of flights. Yeah. Yeah. So I need, I, I'm dying to fly. Like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that if I don't fly every, like at least once a weekend, I, I start like, I get fidgety, you know, I get like anxious and stuff. So it gets, like the, a certain- it gets the DTs. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> How, how long has it been? Like two, two weeks? Two weeks now, weeks? yeah. I don't even know how to fly. <laughs> like, which which plug goes where? What? <laughs> when I end up, you know, don't, just don't plug don't plug your batteries into each other with those uh, with those XL with those uh, RC Pro Plus connectors. Oh yeah, and I could, I potentially could just I've, I've series them it. all together. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Jones did that twice. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. I was there for one of them. It was pretty spectacular. Oh, they sparked. <laughs> Huge! It, it makes a huge spark, son. Huge it, it, spark. It, mel- it immediately melts the connector. Yeah, and if they don't pull it apart, like immediately when it happens, they fuse. Like it welds. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's, turns your it's fingers not, black. Mm-hmm. Really bad situation. Yeah, so, I have never seen Jimmy look more awake in my life. <laughs> right, but he's a pretty like you know subtle he's, he's guy. Pretty mellow, he's mellow, pretty yeah. mellow guy, mm-hmm. but he was he yeah. was definitely animated after nice. that. <laughs> nice. Oh wow! Awesome. All right, what about you, Eric? What's next for you, David? What do you want to do next? Mm-hmm. Get my one of my airplanes up in the air flying. Just go back and do some more flying. Uh huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, this is this is just so easy for the kids. You get toss an airplane up in the air and fly. You ready to you ready to help James finish his airplane and get it flying too? Not really. I'm just gonna fly my airplane. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Screw him and his red airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's brothers for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Especially the older brother. <laughs> are you ready to fly this helicopter when I get it fixed? This little one? Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to seeing you fly that. You're gonna have a lot more fun with than than with your yeah. little two hundred, I'm yeah. sure. I'm brave it too. Yeah, so for me, I've got a lot of wrenching to do. I've got to, I've got to get the two thirty uh, ready to go for the kids. I've got to get my X three L fixed because uh, that that's the heli I normally just keep in the car with a battery pack at all times. So if I pass a field, sure, you know, I, I like throw it in a backpack and just keep it ready to fly. Um, I've got three to build. I've got a a, a five hundred carbon that I picked up from John Fazan for like nothing. Um, I've got a Goblin three eighty and a Fireball to build. Nice. So that that's that. I got to get David's. I mean, I got to get James's plank finished, and I think that's it for. Oh, I've got to get the 500 Sport. It's currently got a it had a tail had a boom strike, so I got to get that fixed. That's easy though. That'll be like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then for flying, um, I made the the normal rookie first year mistake of like learning how to kind of halfway fly forward and then going straight into trying to do tricks. Sure. So I am I'm going back to orientations in the sim. 
just, I mean, the, my hovering orientations are like really solid, but the, the forward flight is a little bit difficult backwards and inverted mm-hmm. backwards in general and inverted in any in orientation. I, I get, uh, that's where I feel like I'm going to dump them into the ground if I'm not careful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just flying a lot of battery packs. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a. This is like the time of year in Texas and Houston in particular where it's nice out. You know, yeah. it's not it's not ninety degrees and ninety percent humidity. It mm-hmm. actually feels good when you walk outside. For us, January weather is not frozen fingers. It's 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 not sweating time of year. So we're trying to get outside as much as possible and fly. So what would your temperature be, Eric? Like average? Well, like at night, at night it's in the high forties right now, and during the day it's getting up to the sixties. I mean, it's oh, great. Wow. That's perfect. Wonderful. Yeah, it's perfect. We we tend to have pretty clear skies. We either have overcast or crystal clear skies. I mean, Texas is is famous for our big skies. Yep. And uh, you you get out on a field like that, and there's not a cloud, and it's 60 degrees, and you got a five six mile an hour wind. It just feels it feels uh, it's, it's it's as perfect as it can get. Yeah, that's amazing. Except for the wind. Now, the the kids don't like to fight the wind with their airplanes, but right. They, they say that, but once they get up there, they don't even seem to notice. So whatever. You guys are not allowed to become cranky old plankers that complain about every little piece of wind. <laughs> the five miles per hour. <laughs> he's like seven years old. He's already got excuses not to fly. <laughs> no, the wind Wait makes it challenging. That's what you, you need to go for. If it's five, five miles an hour, I'm fine. If it's ten, I'm not going to fly him. No, he flies him at ten. He says that, but he well, flies. Next if it's around you- 20, I'm not going to fly. Put a plane up. Yeah. <laughs> next thing, he'll be complaining about brownouts when he crashes. <laughs> <laughs> brownout. <laughs> Bra- yeah. What's it's, that? A brownout is when the never, it's when the power stops working on your receiver. It's a it's an excuse. It doesn't. It, really it, ha- it almost never happens except for old guys that crash, and it always happens. No, so, I, mean, th- so I don't that, say it never happens. Almost never, it happens. I'm actually glad you. I've never had it happen. Because you fly the, by the, yourself, it's not going to happen. When you fly by yourself in an open field. It's more like yeah. when you fly 900 other Spectrum pilots, it happens a lot. The lesson here, son, is take responsibility for your crashes. Don't blame them on dumb stuff. Otherwise, you'll be ma- people will be making fun of you on a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Twenty years from now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can, can we talk just real briefly about kids in the hobby? Yeah, Since sure. I'm passionate passionate yeah. about that, and I only get this one episode probably. Um, there, there are. I just want to encourage anybody who's got kids, uh, take them to the field. Please take them, for God's sake. Please take them to the field. Uh, my kids did not want to go to the field. That uh, they weren't even remotely interested. Um, but I, I made them go once, and that was that. And the the benefits of of this hobby for these kids have been, I mean, pretty surprising. You know, from practical skills, right? They've they've got mechanical awareness. They can look at a at a mechanism and understand how it works without somebody explaining it to them mm-hmm. uh, that when, when we crash something, they, they help me work on it. They get some problem solving in, uh, they get small motor skills from working on the screwdriver and wrenching on stuff. Uh, you know, they get the associative motor skill of like remotely operating a vehicle, which is awesome. It's completely different than a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both of my kids can solder and they're, they're, they're good at it. By, by the way, I'd like to, can I mention a product? It's not anything that I have any relationship with. It's not That's RC cool. either, but yeah. um, so our kids learn to solder. Uh, there, there's this company called rocket department out of San Francisco that makes really good, like fun, learn to solder kits. 
Uh, and if, if you go to, I think it's learn to solder kits.com or learn to solder kit.com. They have four, they have one that has like a blinky light that one, one that has an RGB led that you can manipulate. They have a little bug that buzzes around on the table and like a firefly jar kind of thing. They're all, they're all really easy, like less than 30 soldering joints. Uh, they're, they're, they're through hole, but they're, they're nice. They're, they're big enough to see the spacing is good. They're great for kids. Really, really good for kids. And they're cheap. They're like 10 or 15 bucks. Nice. So that's cool. Hi, highly recommended. They get some serious life lessons out of this stuff. You know, I mean, this, this is not an easy, easy hobby. Perseverance is a must. I had a horrible, I mean, a horrible first three months. I was crashing, crashing, crashing. Couldn't get, couldn't get any help. Couldn't find anyone to get help from. Hadn't found Heli Freak yet or the Hangouts. Uh, I, I really wanted to quit, but I didn't uh, because I didn't want to, bo- I didn't want the boys to see me being a quitter at something. You know, I, I wanted them to learn that you have have a hard time sometimes and you get upset. You have a really, really bad day at the field, but you suck up your guts and you stick with your commitment and you you do what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And you, you you learn from those mistakes and, and you don't make them over and over. You fix the things you break. You pay for the things that you break, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they get to see that. And that's that's not something that you get out of video. I mean, I'm kind of down on video games and TV, but I mean, it's not something that you get from a lot of activities, sports, sports, you learn the commitment stuff, but yeah. you don't learn much. You don't learn much about breaking things and what it costs to replace them and that kind of things. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're at the field. So they have to deal with people in real time. They have to have good manners. They have to have safety awareness. Uh, they have to be able to like plan and pack for a, a fun fly. They have mm-hmm. to be able to deal with people at a fun fly, which is different than at your local field. Sure. They get the opportunity to make friends with other kids and play with people's dogs and just do, stuff out in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to learn to deal with boredom at the field with that, which I think is a huge, huge yes. thing we're missing. It's important to, for a child to be able to tolerate being bored sometimes. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they get to learn how to like have a crash and have a good day anyway, you know, and they, they get to see how, how you do that. Uh, the, my kids even go to club meetings and they, they participate in trying to solve club problems. David nice. was, pretty heavily involved in a, a conversation about where to put a, a porta potty. And that actually got done. We got something moved so that older, the older guys in the club can get to it easier. Things like little things like that. They get to see that mistakes in the hobby have real world consequences. Like there's real, it's a real risk of personal injury, of property damage, of loss of finances, of breaking things and, and taking up time. I, I, I think those lessons are that for, for a six and seven year old boys to understand that when they, when they go, talk about that stuff at church or in front of their buddy's parents. And their parents are like, holy crap, these kids really understand that if they, they break something, they're going to have to pay for it, that that money has to come from somewhere. I mean, they're, they're just more aware of life a little bit, I think Mm -hmm. because of of, of that hobby. So, um, you know, I would, I would strongly encourage anybody who has kids, even kids who don't show an interest at first, I'm not saying you should drag them day in and day out if they hate it, but make them give it a shot. And, you know, have the patience to sit down with them and build a kit or do some soldering or fix a, a wreck, you know, like get them involved in all that stuff. It's really, I, I think it's pretty priceless. Uh, and I'm, I'm very, very pleased at the level of patience that my children are able to display and the manners that they've learned, all that stuff. They're, they oppress me continually. Um, a lot of that I would, I would credit to their participation in remote control. I really would. So that's it. That's the end of my spiel. Awesome. Right on. Anything you want to add, David? What were you saying, Andy? 
Oh, I was just going to say, you've got some really good points there. Mm-hmm. I like your spiel. Thank you. Dave, David gave gave me a couple of little uh, pieces of advice. David and James came up with some things to, to tell parents that are going to take their kids to the field. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th- these are, I'm, like, I'm just going to read them because I can read easier from this distance, but these all came from David and James. So, uh, bring, bring stuff to the field for downtime, right? So that you don't have to be bored all the time. So we, we take like a BB gun and some targets to shoot at 10 cans or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, a good radio and a playlist. Um, just let them run around and play and be kids. Don't be too, you know, he, that I, I try yeah. to let them, as long as they're not bothering anybody, I don't force them to sit still or stand yeah. by me the whole time. And then for fun flies, they said, uh, be sure to bring your kids. Cause it was a blast. So there you go, mom and dad. Okay. Take your kids to fun flies. Um, bring something for them to fly, even if it's a plane. Like, make sure they get to participate. I, the first one we went to, I didn't, and they felt really left out. So, okay. we make sure to do that now. Uh, bring some money to, you know, br- little practical things. Bring some shade because the kids' bodies don't tolerate the heat all day like ours do. Bring some money. Um, have something out of the sun to do. So, like, we went to a movie in the middle of the day just because it was too hot. Yeah. Uh, we were cooking. Yeah. Bring your dogs if you've got them. You know, just try to try to make a – a day of it and, and make sure that, you know, you, you and I would, would go and, and do helicopters and talk helicopters 15, 16 hours, given the choice. But there, there are practicalities to consider with young children, you know, yeah, absolutely. Gotta, yeah. So if, if you want them to do it and enjoy it, just kind of plan ahead a little bit and think about what their day is going to be like. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, David? Mm, nope. Okay. Okay, so uh, since Kevin's not here, we're going to leave all the extra things for him. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that stuff. He can worry about that. Well, I mean, we don't want to deprive him. He loves it when we... He does. Play. He does. He does, yeah. he does love it when I talk smack about iTunes, too. So, <laughs> All right. So. We, we, do, we do always listen, by the way, through the end of that stuff, because uh, I don't know if this is a, a selling point or, a, or not, but... We love we love listening to you guys try to pronounce all the names. We always have a good chuckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. I want to save this one, and and there's the reason there's there's someone that liked uh, our Facebook po- our Facebook page, very dear and special to Kevin. So I don't want to say without him being here. Yeah. So sure. Sure. For that for that reason, we're gonna. I mean, beyond that reason. I just don't want to do it anyways. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, how about you, though? If you want, you know, if someone wants to, you know, reach you, maybe talk about your story or me, how they relate to them and maybe, you know, they want to get in touch yeah. with you, how would they do uh, that? I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's allowed. Uh, I, I really would just prefer a phone call. Yeah, Can sure. I give out? I mean, so, I, I, mean I don't know. I mean, you know, we have a lot of listeners. I don't know if you want to. I mean, if somebody's being we, obnoxious, I have, I have don't modern care. technology. You might. Yeah. I can I can blo- I can block their number if I have okay. to. Okay. Okay. So we're you can reach uh, David James and Eric Bertram at 214-578-9217. Uh if you if you wanted to find me on on email it would be James E Bertram B U R C H A M at gmail.com but I don't check it very often. Mm-hmm. I don't I sit in front of a computer 12 hours a day, 10 hours a day sometimes for work. I don't like to look at screens when I get home if I can help it. Yeah, me too. So that's it. And it, it, by the way, if anybody out there just happens to be struggling with childhood cancer and needs somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. when that when that clawing fear comes up at your chest at four in the morning, pick up the phone. I really don't mind. You know, when you, when your child suffers, one of the things that you want most in the world is for that suffering to be useful. 
So anything I can do to help anybody out there, I'm happy to do it. Awesome. I am going to do an outro, though, because those are always fun to do. <laughs> so drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast.show. Say hi to Chris Reiber. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, let's see, Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, Other Than Flight Test Podcast, Free 4 c Podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FT Community Cat. Uh, Pat, Mark. Yep. Talking about the Flight Test Forums real quick, though, um, the Free Fall guys have been invited onto the RC After Hours show. And we're gonna be, uh, we're gonna probably partake in within the next couple of weeks. So for our, all our listeners that don't listen to the RC After Hour guys, um, We'll definitely let you know when we're on the show, but definitely give those guys a listen too. They do a great yeah, job. Absolutely. Um, if you're into planes, like you're into motion RC, you're into hobby king, you're into just you know guys and in, in sashwas, you know costumes. Like it's just if, you know. <laughs> if you're into radians, radians, yeah, they're big on radians. They're big <laughs> on you know they're, they're big on a lot of the stuff that's you know a lot of folks are into. So definitely give them a listen, and uh, you know there there are. You know, Ohio boys that we, we go see. Kevin and I, for the most part, see them every year, you know. So um, definitely give them a listen. And, and we'll let you know when we're on that show. Because I'm sure it's going to be a total train wreck. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Those are the best shows, though. Yeah. So uh, Chris, Chris Wacaglio, uh, Andre and Mike, if you're listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are you sure you want us on your show? <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> rchellyhangouts.com forum on the RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, free for RC podcast sitting next to our friends, the Full Pitch Podcast. Jimmy Jones, Frank, and Scott. Yep. Yes. RC Heli Hooligans Podcast. Walt Ned. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Telerotor Podcast. Oh, I don't know those off the top of my head. Oh, sh- sh- Shaggy. Oh, there's a oh, sh- oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. Mike, Mike, and Rob. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then, of course, our podcast and our brother, you got BKRC Podcast. Bert and Kyle. Mm-hmm. You got High Voltage. Bobby Watts. Bobby Watts. Uh, we got the RC Roundtable, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I started listening to that. We yeah, what do you think? Fitz, Terry and Lee. Terry and Lee, and there's one more, isn't there? Fits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm only. I listened to the very first episode to kind of see who was who, mm-hmm. and then the most recent episode. Now, kind of start working my way backwards. Oh but wow! Yeah, okay. So far, I like. It. Yeah, I'm like episode. I'm in like 20s or 30s with that, and I'm, I'm just okay. going. I'm going from 2016. I'm going from when they started. So okay. Got, got, yeah, got. I'll probably. I may just back up and do that. I just kind of wanted to see what they're up to now. Mm-hmm. You know, and get a feel. Yeah, a couple shows like recent shows see what's going on and then i'll go back and fill them in yeah and i like doing that just because i like to see their progression in the hobby right right, so. right, right. There, awesome. there's a pretty there's a pretty good planker podcast that i haven't heard anybody mention yet mm-hmm. can i mention this? it's called angle of attack yep yep there have you heard that one? Oh yeah yeah the uh has, the original the original crash cash guys that moved you know is that, who that was show. yeah okay yeah yeah it was a couple of those guys for Crash Cast. I mean, obviously, um, Lane's not on there. Um, and obviously Crash, you know, he passed away. So, um, but yeah, yeah that's right. But yeah, yeah, those, those guys are, 
the guys are still at it and they're doing good, you know? Yep. Sweet. Nice. All right. Well, thanks, Eric. And, and, uh, well, James is sleeping by probably by now. And David. <laughs> Thank uh, you, David. Th- yeah. da- David's still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David's sitting right here. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for coming, taking the time to come on our show and sharing it's your experience. Mm, I think it was fun. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. We'll definitely have you guys back on the show again. Uh, so cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for our listeners. Free us, guys. And we'll see you next time. That's pretty well, good, dude. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm more talking but, about yeah, I mean, people that, that go out and they get a helicopter and they see them and they, you know, they may fly several flights, but you eventually pilot in. Sure. And it's it's expensive, and that's what turns them away. I, I don't know how to get people through that. I don't. I don't have. I don't either. I mean, just encourage them not to, you know, not to go buy three goblins off of some farmer and start flying them. <laughs> That's a, you know, that's, I don't see that's, nothing wrong yeah. with that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> when I had a, we used to have a little small heli that we'd fly around in the house mm-hmm. just for fun. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I hit myself in the legs with the little blades several times. It only stung. Yeah. I yeah, cut myself with a little fixed pitch heli, those little V1911 uh, whatever. Those mm-hmm. little cheap ta- mall ones. He's talking about the yellow CPS. Yeah. I had one of those and hit myself with it. It was, uh, yeah, it just yeah. stings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, crap. Do that <laughs> <Yeah>. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I like you, David. You laugh at my jokes. Yeah. You're pretty funny. <laughs> cool. All right. I actually probably just throw the hell in the trash. If it, if it cuts your eye out, oh, definitely. I'm going to stomp on that thing. <laughs> I'm going to be real mad at it. Even though it's my fault, I'm going to be real bad at the heli. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jump up and down, stupid heli. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid heli. Stupid Joey. Hello? I think we have a malfunction. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> I think he's from down in Texas. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Eric! Did he drop? I didn't hear a little boop. You know when. when uh, no. Alright, let me text him. Oh, Let, yeah. Let's, I don't, let's try this oh, again. Oh, there he is. Ah, there you are. Alright, so I guess that's our first edit of the night. No, we'll probably leave that in there. I don't oh, know. Boy. It depends. It depends if Kevin's going to actually do the editing or not. <laughs> I was going to let... <laughs> All right, let's get started then. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Here we go. I'm Welcome ready. to... An... <laughs> oh, sorry. I figured you were ready. You're sitting silently. <laughs> All right, here we go.